Welcome to the Green Zone Podcast, the show that teaches oil and gas executives how to take command of their finances and live in the green. Your host, Jeff Green, from Green Financial Group, will be your financial guide, all while giving you a tour of the most beloved and best-kept secret spots around Houston, Texas. Now, on to the show. Welcome to the Green Zone with Jeff Green and Lauren Smith of Green Financial Group. I'm Patrice Sikora. This episode will be of special interest to anyone who is eventually planning to retire. The SECURE Act became law last December. Now, SECURE stands for Setting Every Community Up for Retirement Enhancement. Jeff, why don't you give us the big picture on this thing? What does this bill mean? We're living longer, so we need to expand our retirement incomes and our ability to contribute and fund our retirement. So this has made it easier uh, on employers to offer certain plans. They get some tax credits along the way. And it's also made it beneficiary in some ways uh, for the retiree, the individual retiring. But there's there are there's a pitfall or two along the way, which we're going to hit on today regarding IRAs. All right. In fact, Lauren, why don't we start off with the IRA and the, the required minimum distribution? There are changes there, right? Yeah, so the required minimum distribution, or RMDs as we call them, used to be at 70 and a half. They have changed now to 72. What that means is once you reach 72, the values of your retirement plans are looked at along with your life expectancy, and there's a required minimum amount that has to be taken out each year. Where that can cause problems for clients, just anyone in general, is that Let's say you need $100,000 to live on each year. That's what your budget is. All in, you need to pull out $100,000 from your IRA to live the life you want to live. Well, what if you've grown your IRA to a certain value that the RMD then mandates that you have to take out $200,000? So now you're being taxed on an additional $100,000 worth of income that you didn't necessarily need to pull out to live on that year. What we'll help clients do is the years between 59 and a half and 72, we'll look at maybe taking out a little bit more each year in those early years from your IRA. We'll come up with some strategies to help them so that when they get up to that 72 age, they're more in line with their RMD equaling what they actually need to pull out. Yeah, Lauren hits on a great point. You really only control your IRA between the ages of 59 and a half and now 72. That's when you really get to control what you take out, how much, when you take it out. Because before 59 and a half, prior to reaching the age of 59 and a half, if you take money out, there's a 10% 10% penalty. In addition to the income tax that goes along with Correct. it. Correct. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And then beyond the age of 72 now, you, what was 70 and a half, now 72, the government mandates what you take out. There is a minimum amount that according to the government, life based on life expectancy tables that you must take out. So Lauren hits on a great point where, you know, the strat- some of the, the strategies that we look at employing with our clients is making sure we're optimizing those years that we control the IRA between the ages of 59 and a half and 72. All right, but this was only passed in December. So is there enough time for some people to make changes? Oh, sure. I mean, this particular aspect of the IRA that we're talking about is something that we, we've been doing with clients forever. What Lauren has hit on here is just the age to change from 70 and a half to 72. So we, you have time that the government's now actually given us a little more time 
to work within that those years of controlling the IRA. All right, that's taking out. Let's talk about putting in. Tell me about the contributions. So there's also been some changes with the SECURE Act and contributions to the IRA. Prior to the SECURE Act passing, you were not allowed to contribute to your traditional IRA after 70 and a half, even if you had earned income. The change that's come into effect is now you can contribute to your IRA after 70 and a half, as long as you have earned income in a certain year. Yeah. And I don't think they've really defined an age beyond. Not that I've heard of. It's our belief and our understanding. And again, there's, there's a lot to be determined in the secure act as of now, nothing's been challenged in court and this is how the precedents come about. But as, as it stands right now, there's really no age limit to contributing to an IRA. It's just as long as you have earned income, you meet the definition of earned income and working. And then tell me about this stretch IRA. I've heard it talked about, but tell me about it. There's three types of beneficiaries. There's a non-designated beneficiary, there's a non-eligible designated beneficiary, and an eligible designated beneficiary. Confusing, I know. I'll run through all three real quick. The non-designated beneficiary, these are not people. These are estates, charity, a non-qualifying trust, et cetera. And there's really no change to the law when it comes to uh, non-designated beneficiaries. A non-eligible designated beneficiary, now there's been a change there. There's examples like grandchildren, older children, some look through trusts. No stretch IRA for them, meaning meaning they can't stretch the withdrawals from an inherited IRA out over the course of their lifetime. They must now withdraw the entire IRA within 10 years. So they're calling it, it's the 10-year rule now. And then you have the eligible designated beneficiaries. You have surviving spouses, minor children up to the age of majority, but not grandchildren, disabled individuals. That's some pretty strict IRS rules chronically ill individuals, and individuals really not more than 10 years younger than the IRA owner. So those are considered eligible designated beneficiaries. The only designated beneficiary that can continue the stretch IRA that the new rule does not apply to is a spouse. So when a spouse inherits an IRA, they have their lifetime now to withdraw that IRA. Everyone else, virtually everyone else has falls under the 10 year rule. Let's say a, a child inherits his parents IRA. That child, when I say child, it could be an adult child must withdraw that entire IRA within 10 years. If it is a spouse that has inherited that IRA, that spouse continues to have their lifetime to withdraw or delete that IRA. So to paint a little picture with that, take, for example, um, with my grandfather, when he passed away, he was 90 years old. I don't remember the exact amounts of RMDs, but let's say he had an RMD of $5,000 a year. That would say that every year he had to pull out $5,000 out of his IRA or else he would have a penalty. Had my father, who was 65 at the time, been listed as the IRA beneficiary once my grandfather passed away and the IRA went to my father, they would take this IRA value, whatever it was, they would now stretch it out over my dad's life expectancy, according to life expectancy tables. And let's say that $5,000 IRA now with a longer life expectancy of 65 years old has now dropped to $3,000. 
So if my dad had inherited the IRA, his RMD would have been 3000 a year. Now, let's say my grandfather left me as the beneficiary, his 30-year-old grandchild. So now I obviously have the longest life expectancy. So an RMD for me could be somewhere around $1,000 a year. It's that ability to stretch it now over my lifetime and only be required to take out a thousand is what changed. For example, with that same IRA, let's say it was a hundred thousand dollars in value. Now I, as the 30 year old am not required to only take a thousand out a year. I have to take a hundred thousand and be taxed on it over the course of 10 years, whether it's, you know, I decide to take 10,000 a year for 10 years, or I wait until you know, day 364 of year nine, and I take 100,000. There's no mandate on that. But now it's pushing taxes on the beneficiaries and mandating that they take out the money in a more structured way than was allowed before. That could really mess up somebody's financial planning. It definitely could. And you know, another issue is, if you have a child or a grandchild, that's the beneficiary that's, you know, a high earner, What if you're making a couple hundred thousand dollars a year already, and then you inherit a million dollar IRA, then you're being pushed up significantly higher in a tax bracket, which could be a blessing and a curse all in one, more money, but it's definitely more taxes as well. There are strategies though that you could possibly use here? There are some strategies, you know, everyone's, I don't want to get too much into strategies on a podcast because everybody's different, but certainly if this is a concern of yours, call your advisor and make sure you speak to them about stretch IRAs, Roth conversions and the secure act and things, the strategies that are there for us to maybe do a little bit of financial planning and help ease some tax burden and and actually maybe stretch that IRA a little bit longer. All right. Thank you, Jeff and Lauren. To subscribe to the Green Zone with Jeff Green and Lauren Smith of the Green Financial Group, use the subscribe button right on this page. And of course, you can also share with friends and colleagues using the share button. I'm Patrice Sikora, and let's talk again later. Thank you for listening to the Green Zone podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Green Financial Group. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. Green Financial Group is not a registered broker or dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. Jeff Green is the founder of Green Financial Group and is a registered principal of RJFS. The Green Financial Group is located at 6363 Woodway Drive, Suite 625, Houston, Texas, 77057 and can be reached at 713-244-3030. Raymond James is not affiliated with and does not endorse the opinions or services of his guests.